0: People like people who say they're going to do something and then they do it. The marketing thing for this is like, oh, it's banned in prisons in the US because it's like so good. Really? Yeah. Whether that's true or not. But one of the rule, one of the laws, so the second law is never put too much trust in friends, learn how to use enemies. Wow! And whenever yeah. we go to do a podcast together, I always think of that rule <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> both <laughs> because I'm super unreli- unreliable to you, and you're super unreliable. Like we're both like you just take. Is in when I, when you first read that, you're like, "What? Well, this is some of the rules." Like you read it, and you're like, "This is messed up." Like, for example, get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. Like, stuff like that. (laughs) The
1: guy, that's written in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's rule number seven. Make other people come to you, use bait if necessary, crush your enemy. Where's my crush? Crush your enemy totally. Anyway, but so the friends one, I was like, what's this about? But then I literally and seriously i'm it's just like when you, when with friends you can be less reliable right
1: yeah that's true not, you've got um you've got more like uh what's the term goodwill
0: the bank. Yeah. yeah that's it right um yeah not that it's like use your enemy not that okay yeah not because it's also like, if you don't have any enemies, learn how to make them. It's like, uh, I'm Doesn't okay say that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but thinking not about enemies, but about, um, st- like strangers or people you know less well, like, I wouldn't for this be like, oh, like, can we push it back? Like, I want to sleep in for 10 more minutes. Or like, can, yeah. you know, you'd be way more like, oh my God, I can't make it. Although you, yeah. that would have made it way more stressful for you on the weekend with Priya if she was, you know, oh, crying. Would, when, if yeah. you had like a big call with someone like an enemy, not an enemy, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, some like big no, like know, poncho person. Well,
1: what what I've, what well, yeah, like in those situations, I go out onto like the driveway or I walk into the backyard but I knew that we needed video on, and I was like, oh, fuck, it's dark. Anyway, yeah. No, I know what you mean, though.
0: Yeah, you also misspelled your beautiful baby girl's name, and I thought you were saying my pizza hasn't gone down yet. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. This is why I'm not recording. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay,
1: what what are some of the other rules? Which ones do you apply ne- to daily? Work?
0: Oh yeah, so, so no, because you're reading this, you know it's yeah, like in the blurb it says, amoral, cunning, ruthless, and instructive. It's like you know using wisdom from Machiavelli, Sun Tzu, etc. Like you know it's going what it's going to be like, and it's really interesting because it's um. Talks about how humans we used to just kill each other. Well, in some Mm. cases, some parts, you know, sometimes that still happens. So use violence for power. But then, in the courts, like in medieval times or whatever, in the even like before that with the Romans, you use courtship to make power moves so it's like someone's in charge the person who wants to like seize power they're not just gonna kill the king but they're going to like manipulate the things around them to get what they want Mm. or to like get more power and so there's an art to that basically and it's saying as well i shared a bit from it in my newsletter that i just loved Because it's saying everyone... People will read this and think like, oh my god, this is so messed up. Which some of it is just like a lot. But it says some people will say like they don't... Wanting power is like messed up and that's what's wrong with the world. And like, actually, we need to redistribute power. Which is a version of power. Like that. they're saying... No, these people have power, so you need to give me the power, so I can then redistribute as to how I see fit. Which means the person yeah. redistributing it has the power. Yeah, which is like how why communism doesn't work because it's like a small group of people deciding that everything's going to be equal for everyone. It's like that small group of people, like by default, it's not equal because the people who are getting to de- getting to decide are the ones who have way more than everyone else.
1: More power. Yeah, okay. So you don't think it's a good idea that everyone has equal power?
0: Well, it's just not possible.
1: Who should have more power?
0: It's just up for grabs. <laughs> like, read this book.
1: Wouldn't the powerful... Would the <laughs> Wouldn't as you become more powerful, it grows exponentially. Is there a limited? Not necess- No, not necessarily. Because
0: then people want to. Because then people want to take you down. So that's why there's that's why the there's the playbook, which is stuff like. So some of it, some of it's interesting, right? So never the law one is never outshine the master, which makes sense, right? And that's yeah. something like everyone can apply because it's. It's just kind of a basic thing. Like people, if someone's kind of above you in some way, like, I mean, no one's above or below anyone, right, in terms of it being like human. But sounds
1: some of the rules you've read to me, it sounds like this book is like be lazy. It's why? like don't outshine the master, let other people do the work
0: for you. That, that one, I, <laughs> I don't. I know those
1: are only two examples,
0: but. I think the laws are, like, clickbait and then – because I'm not – I haven't read that chapter about don't get others to do the work because that doesn't seem to um make sense to me. But, yeah, no, so conceal your intentions. That's one I was massively breaking when I started this content thing when I was just, like, saying everything in my head to the whole world and just yeah. saying, like, everything I was thinking about. Which also just isn't a good idea because naturally we, like, change. We, like, reorientate all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. Our yeah. identity is constantly evolving. So saying what you want to do, you know, it's like when you're a kid saying, I want to be this when I grow up. But then obviously it's like it changes. But that still happens when we're adults. It's like, yeah, in five years I think I'm going to be doing this. But I actually have no idea. So – but – and then it's like you lose – People like people who say they're gonna do something and then they do it. For some reason, it's like the world rewards that. Like people love people who take action. Mm-hmm. But so if you're saying intentions and then they don't come into fruition for whatever reason, it was like me when I was like, hey, everyone, I'm gonna read a hundred books. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> like- <laughs> How many have you read? Because it's just not how I do books, I've figured out. Like, novels I read start to finish, obviously. But, yeah, well, yeah. depending on the novel, if I can get through it. But non-fiction books, it's like I just dip in and out. And I don't think there's a problem with that. Because I love, yeah. I mean, like now, it's like I've got one idea, like a couple of ideas from it, and then I have so much to say about it. And it's like I want to write about it and share it. In my newsletter, I want to speak to random people in the office about it. I want to speak to friends about it. And then it's like, I pick up a different idea. And sometimes you need break. Like, imagine reading this night after night, me scheming away, like, court attention (laughs) at all costs. It's like, it's a bit grim.
1: I want to read it now. I at least want to read what the 48 laws are and then just interpret them
0: in my own way. Well, how would you interpret keep your hands clean?
1: Keep your hands clean? Um, Probably when was the book written? Was it (laughs) post-COVID?
0: I don't think you can say COVID or I can't put this on YouTube.
1: (laughs) Oh, Yeah, true. No, you'll just get one of those warnings at the bottom and then it will intrigue people more. Oh, yeah,
0: that's it. Uh,
1: Keep your hands ne- clean.
0: Or never appear too perfect is a is one that makes sense. Like people love knowing that other humans are also like vulnerable people with problems like them. It makes you so much more relatable.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. What's the what is the author's credentials?
0: Um Robert Green, I've heard an interview of him has a degree in classical studies, been an editor at Esquire. I think, Um. oh, also a playwright. I think in the interview I heard it was kind of he was, I think it was basically like he was powerless. Like anytime you read a book like this, it's like what has compelled the person to write this? Like probably yeah, they yeah. experienced the other extreme. So I think he was kind of a bit aimless wandering around life, like, didn't know what he was going to do, like, for years and years, like, couldn't maybe hold down a job or something, I don't know. And then he decided he wanted to be a writer and wrote that I'm, like, absolutely butchering it. But it's something like that. And then he wrote this and it just ended up being this massive, like, really he's popular. Yeah. And because then he's also written, I found it, it was in my flat when I moved in, um, Laws of Seduction, Which is so interesting because (laughs) it explains how women, how, so it's like men are talking about that thing before, how it's like you can use violent means to take power. So it's like, you know, thousands of years ago, generally men are physically stronger than women. So men had power over women in that way. So... This, whether this is true or not, and or how it actually happened, but this is like how the book's framed. Then it's so then it's like women learnt this, um, learnt this art of seduction to use that power over men, and it has examples of like Helen of Troy, and people and like Cleopatra, people mm. like that, yeah, who yeah. women who had a lot of power in history and how they used. Like the basic principle that it's like men want to sleep with women. So if you withhold that from them, you can have power over them. Like something like that, right? But then it's like through time, it's like men learned. And it was like language was more feminine. So it was like language was associated with seduction. But then over time, um, men learned this art. So like Casanova, apparently... Or like men who would use language, or like use like dress. My pickup line. <laughs> What's your pickup line?
1: No, it just is, is that that was what um, that was Casanova? How he used language it was pickup lines. Was it? Oh, probably. <laughs> um, just, there's a good there's a good pickup line in American Pie about Casanova. Do you remember it? You know. You know Oz Stryker, the lacrosse player? In the film? He's sitting in the film and he's sitting in his in his car with this girl and then he goes, <laughs> he goes, my name's Nova, as in Casanova, baby, and then he puts his arm over her shoulder. It's quite funny.
0: Wow. Did it work? <laughs> I saw that film no. when I was like eight. Can't no. remember. Really? Or maybe 10, out of sleepover. It was like out of sleepover and we stayed up all night and at 5 a.m. we started watching it. And I just (laughs) remember my nana picked me up and she was like so angry at me. (laughs) That you
1: had pulled an all-nighter.
0: Yeah. Did you get in trouble for pulling an all-nighter or your parents didn't care?
1: I don't think I would ever tell them.
0: Well, they found out. When you're it's like everyone talks to each other. Yeah, I don't think I said. I don't think I told. Anyway.
1: Did you say that you watched American Pie?
0: No. I think that was like, oh, no, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, okay. So.
0: Okay. Anyway, so Casanova. Yeah, apparently he used dress and costume as well. He was like really flamboyant. Don't know. I just read the introduction to that book, so.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So did he, well, he, so he had 48 laws of seduction as well.
0: Something as power. like that. The book's over there somewhere. Oh, interesting. No, seduction. Interesting. I don't know. They're, you know, when whenever someone writes a book, actually, I think the publisher makes them do it once you get one book deal. It's like you have to write three books. You can't just do one. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But it looks like now that's He's made a whole career off it. He's touring. I can ask him to come on the podcast.
1: Yeah, definitely. Ask him to write 48 Laws of Kindness.
0: I think there's already lots of books on that. <laughs> no, but see, that's the problem. People don't... You can't bait people with something... Like, you have to appeal to what every human wants right? So it's like, that's also like how you get big on the internet, right? Or how you sell how you sell lots of books or whatever. So it's like, what do people want? They want to be fit, like they want to be, look attractive. They want to be healthy. They want to look attractive. They want to partner. They want money. Money is the big one, right? And then yeah, power. It's like if you tell someone like, Hey, like like people aren't on the street like, please teach me how to be kinder, like I'm desperate to know. <laughs> like it's like people just want to make their lives better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So what what are the questions from Twitter? Are these p- questions that people have asked you to ask me?
0: Yeah, because was like, I can't believe you get an hour with Neil, can you? <laughs> can you please <laughs> ask him this? You're like huge on Twitter. Because really? you're not on Twitter anymore, right?
1: Well, I had to make another account so I could look at links people were sending me because they changed Twitter or what's called X, changed its rules. So if you don't have an account, you can't, well, for a while you couldn't view anything. Really? So now I just, um, well, that was, what was it? It was probably a couple months ago or a month ago. Yeah, they changed the rules. So you couldn't, you had to, it asked you to log in to view a tweet, which it didn't have before.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: So I'm now just... I lurk around.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I feel like you'd really enjoy it on that, and good collaboration opportunities. In it your was um,
1: It was, it was another social media thing that I didn't need in my life. It's two. They're too They they, they can be massive time wasters. Yeah. But But there's also a lot of really cool, good stuff about them, about, like, social media. I would get most of my news through it, keep in touch with most of my friends through it. But, yeah, it can just be a big time waster as well.
0: What's your biggest time waster
1: with it? Probably reading with social media. um, Far out. Probably be Instagram.
0: Really? Looking at what?
1: Oh, just opening it and then there's a new post and it's like some new thing or a meme or a funny video. It's becoming, not that I've had, I haven't had Facebook for a very like 13, 14 years, but I remember when I got rid of it, I was like no one actually shares anything about themselves or there's, everything was like a repost or a news thing that someone had commented on and it feels like Instagram is uh, is becoming like that now too.
0: Really? People aren't sharing photos of their holiday or something? Oh, yeah,
1: no. That, pe- people post something about their holiday but a lot of the stories and things like that will just be a repost of something someone finds interesting. That's my my um, what my algorithm is showing me
0: anyway. Got it. And then yeah, then you are just looking at memes all day.
1: It, yeah, memes or like heaps and heaps of um, cooking. My my the the algorithm just shows me cooking videos, lots of barbecuing too, which is awesome and inspiring, but also like a massive time waster. Like watching getting into a th- uh, like a rabbit hole of like people cooking like tomahawk steaks on like a fire, open fire. I'm like, I'll never do this.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. So before we talk about the Twitter topics, full disclosure for the audience of why we're doing this. So you've already done... Your growing up episode early on.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. About uh, Melbourne Uni, right?
0: Yeah. No, well, it was the whole story yeah. about how you grew up, like getting a scholarship to go to a different school, having rocks thrown at you or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing a blazer. Um, yeah. And then failing second year uni. But getting into Cambridge or like the whole story of failing uni, how you overcame it. Yeah, that was cool. That was like yeah, so inspiring then for people who. Because fought for young, back. Huh?
1: I fought back mentally.
0: Yeah. And verbally.
1: And verbally, yeah.
0: And then you, and then I posted that episode last week. When I was in Greece.
1: Oh, that, yeah, because I Because we that. did
0: another episode. But so basically that whole episode, I was so awkward because I wanted to ask you whether we could, whether I could ask you. Because basically every episode, none of the episodes are like this, right? All of them, it's like I'm the other person is just speaking about their life. Is the main, main person. Yeah. So it's like way less effort for me because I barely talk. Yeah. I'm just like you. And you,
1: you've have you done you have you done the one where you interview yourself? No. (laughs) Do you want? Well, then I should do the interview of you.
0: Oh yeah, you can if you want. Um, Yeah, Brian did an interview with me, but um, yeah, you might ask different questions. I don't know how many people would be interested, but. I mean, it's always good. It's it's like I just need to keep practicing, you know.
1: And it's, That's it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And
0: I'm actually getting interviewed. This is kind of cool. So I don't know if it's bad to talk about before I do it, but anyway, I am into. I asked the creator of the Big Issue. I invited him on the podcast. Um, That's awesome. Lord Bird so and his wife asked if she could interview me for her podcast awesome so
1: that's I'm really going up cool. to
0: Cambridge and we're doing that this weekend
1: that's yeah Well, I'll be keen to hear that for sure there's the guy that made the big issue in Cambridge
0: um what do you mean? Well,
1: he's from the UK. He's from the UK, yeah. No, it just I don't know. It's like obviously big issues is now sold in um is well, has been sold in Australia for a long time. I think it's a really good oh, idea, yeah. really good concept.
0: I forgot it's in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but and they kind
1: of actually in the UK do they sell? Because you know here they sell it like it's almost like how they sell footy records.
0: I used to sell footy records. That was my first time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that's is it I wonder if it's sold the same way in the UK.
0: What do you mean? They're like yelling at you.
1: Yeah, they're just like, big issue, get your big issue.
0: Yeah, well you would have known you were just in London last month. You would have noticed. I was
1: too petrified of crime the whole time I was there.
0: Bullshit.
1: No. The one thing that by the end of it though, I got had been told by so many people, don't look at your phone, like don't pull your phone out and look up maps and or read a message or whatever. I got told probably five six times that it got to the point where I was like, maybe maybe I shouldn't look at my phone. You know what I mean? Because of
0: the moped things. Yeah, that's what's been going
1: on. I didn't see. I didn't see a single like. Nothing. Didn't see a single crime.
0: The watches are a big one. People just come up and take it off your wrist.
1: I got told that as well. Um, Which, that one makes more sense than phones. But then I went on like a, went on to Reddit and then read up on what they do with the phones and I was like, oh, okay. That's why they do it.
0: What? They just resell it? Apparently
1: they have. Yeah, well, no, they it gets shipped to um, shipped to China and then pulled apart for parts, basically. But when they steal it, they put it into a um, like some special kind of cloth bag that has a something in the lining that stops any phone signal getting to the phone, because that will stop people from bricking the iPhone. You know how like you can go on to Find My Phone and basically tell Apple to turn it into a brick. But because when they steal it, they chuck it straight into that bag, it you lose when you go to look on Find My Phone, it, it doesn't it's just vanished.
0: And so the parts are more valuable than just reselling the phone?
1: Oh maybe they it's either parts or they'll like re, like hack the phone so then they can resell it.
0: Yeah. I thought they were just doing that. Cause yeah, mine yeah. mine got stolen in um by like a twelve year old girl. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. she
0: wasn't twelve. <laughs> Imagine if um, she's listening to this, like I'm sixteen. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> That's why you got your phone. Yeah, and it was straight away gone.
1: But yeah, I guess it was. I don't know. It was interest. Uh, it's interesting thinking back on it now. Because if I read it in the news or if i saw like news headlines like phone theft london blah 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 i'd be like whatever but because like it was like friends and like people that i trust were like oh be careful with your phone like there's all this theft blah 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 i was like oh okay shit like made it feel more real
0: yeah i mean i'm not really worried about it um but another theft thing so after i went to acquire your sponge. It took me two days to get home. Yeah, that's that's correct. So ridiculous. Anyway, so then I ended up having to get a train from Dusseldorf to Belgium to get the Eurostar, but the train was cancelled because someone had stolen the cables over the track and apparently the conductor said it's like common... More common in France and Belgium, but now it's like happened in Germany, where they yeah. they're just selling the copper,
1: the copper. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that that's, you, you're in construction. That's, that's so the thing. That's the most commonly sold thing on construction sites, right? Because it's lighter copper. than like trying to steal concrete or something.
1: Yeah, and more valuable and it's more valuable. Yeah, but when they, I mean, it would be so risky stealing like overhead wiring for a
0: train line. Yeah, like proper yeah, operation.
1: Right. <laughs> Far out, yeah.
0: Um, How did we get into this?
1: Uh, we're talking about the big issue.
0: <laughs> What's that got to do with copper? Oh, yeah, theft. Okay. No, because they're... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your time London. in London. So, oh, yeah, but how this is, like, not the typical. Oh, yeah, so when I, when I was stranded in Greece, then it was like, okay, but I still have to post the podcast, like, every Tuesday. Consistency is the key. Um. So, and that was in my drafts. So I listened to it. And, you know, the reason I didn't post it in the first place was because I was like, I sound like such an idiot because and it's probably how I feel after this one as well because I never usually talk that much. And then I was like, oh my God, this one I'm talking about like what news I read, this is so stupid, no one cares and I sound like an idiot. And I felt super self-conscious because you had said about like, oh, did you hear North Korea like filed a missile or something? And I hadn't heard about it. And I was like, everyone's gonna think I'm so uninformed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I listened back, I'm like, what is that's the beauty of listening back to this stuff, right? Because you learn so much about yourself. And your dad actually gave me this advice. Yeah. Your, your dad, saying. who's a doctor, this is so random, but he just as general life advice is like you should practice speaking and then listening to yourself back. And he was like, you already get to do that because you have a podcast. But he was like, I encourage young doctors to do that because it's good to, like, make sure you understand how you're communicating or something like that. Because you don't have awareness of it in real time, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why before you give a presentation, they say that you should – well, even PowerPoint now – records it for you so you can listen back. Have you, uh, I don't know if you've used that feature, but PowerPoint, when you record yourself, you listen back and then it tells you, it's like you're saying um, too much. You took too long on that slide. It's really, I was quite impressed.
0: Cool. Yeah, I've also just signed up to night school for really speaking. <laughs>
1: Interesting. It's, the
0: class is called "Using Your Voice Assertively."
1: Interesting. There's um, a book by a guy, the guy who started Fox News, Roger Ailes, and then he, he lost is, his job because yeah. like sexually harassing all of these women at Fox. Uh, he he had a book called "You Are the Voice," which is about communication, because he was. Ronald Reagan's advisor when he was running for president and then he started Fox News. So he was really good at tapping into uh, what what people wanted and especially their presentation skills.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you've told me about this book. Yeah, you know, Warren Buffett as well credits. He did a Dale Carnegie, you know, Dale Carnegie wrote, how to win friends and influence people and he was like a kind of a he was like an og course guy back in the ages ago and he warren buffett did one of these no not in the in like the 40s or something was it i have i have the book this is what also holds me up is because my dad's voice is in my head being like dilly you're such an idiot (laughs) like sorry dale carnegie was not in the (laughs) so this is what my voice (laughs) this is what the night school's gonna help me with to okay yeah he was born in 1888 He died in fifty five. Because all the he all the references are like, um, it's talking about. Oh fuck! Sorry, I get this confused. I get Dale Carnegie confused with Napoleon Hill, who wrote Think and Grow Rich. Have you heard of that book? No. Um. So that that's really interesting one as well. That he is writing about Andrew Carnegie, the steel magnate guy. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who, and he, and um, Edison, like, but he's using all these examples of the time. Like, the. Equipment. Hang on. Is
1: it Carnegie or Carnegie? Because isn't there that building in New York that's named after the steel one?
0: Oh, Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting, <laughs> but so but yeah, Dale. Kind of, I'm trying to re- again. I've read like chapters of both of those books, and then I get excited by the ideas, and I have enough to take away with me. I
1: would, I would argue that how to make friends and influence people is the 40s version of the 48 laws of power. It it's just. Telling you how to manipulate people to do things for you.
0: That's a very cynical way of looking yeah. at stuff. And you've said that to me before. Have you read the book?
1: I read it when I was in uh when I was in my early twenties, maybe 21, 20 or twenty one. My next door neighbor read it and told me, he was like, Mate, you should read this book and he was working in a warehouse somewhere. Um like a packing and picking. And he said that after he read the book he became the most popular guy on his shifts because he was just using all of the using all of the lessons from the book to uh to yeah, basically manipulate people around him.
0: Yeah, but manipulate carries certain connotations with it but we're constantly manipulating our environment right and our thoughts to achieve like what we want i mean first you need yeah okay but i'm wondering if you think that because you naturally have those skills
1: oh I look at yeah i know that it's got negative connotations and i don't think it's a bad book but i think that the the kind of psychological tricks that he teaches you like I can see why it's incredibly popular for salespeople.
0: yeah but if you do book. it genuinely but okay but what about if I'm trying to genuinely connect with people okay for example like you are naturally way better with people than me for example Like you can you love making random people laugh, like the airline people at the airline counter or whatever. Like (laughs) the people who usually would not be friendly interactions, you like do so well at interactions. Naturally. Like I assume, yeah, that's just naturally how you are. Whereas for me, if I'm trying to like it's like, oh, I mean, I'm not that bad, but, you know, there there's like a scale, right? There are some people who cannot connect with other people and they actually need help. Oh, and say then for me, it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. I I would like to be able to connect with people better. Like, I, I really want my boss to like me. Like, I can't seem to connect with them. Something like that. And then you read this book and it's like, oh, this is how people, how to, yeah, win friends is yeah. like I use think, the person's name like everyone likes hearing yeah. their name but you know you can yeah. see when people do it too much and they you know say. they've read yeah. the book and they're just like constantly yeah. like actually it was interesting tony abbott said my name a lot in the interview i did with him but i it did it came off as like like obviously it's a politician thing that they're taught yeah to yeah. speak to acknowledge the person and to make sure you're talking to them And it came off – it didn't come off, like, badly, but it just came off like, oh, this is – I don't know. It was just – I just noticed that he was doing it. You
1: noticed that he said it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. The – yeah, well, I don't know how much you've read of the book, but one of the things that he mentions is if you – like, if you – want to kind of strike up an engaging conversation and I'm probably butchering it because I haven't read it for more than 10 years. But I think the example he gives is like, oh, if you see a fo- uh, on someone's desk, they've got like a photo of, uh, say it's fishing and there there's a photo of them fishing, then what you should do is learn everything you can about fishing. So the next time you talk to them, you can talk about fishing. And I was like, I can see how that would work. But also that seems that doesn't seem genuine.
0: Okay, that's like too much. Learning. I don't think it says learn everything about fishing. I think no, I maybe not I I use that as well. When you when I'm interacting with someone. So for example, like in the office, having having lunch or whatever. When I meet someone it's like okay how to have because maybe this is because i know i can talk too much about myself like maybe i'm doing it in this interview like i just get too excited and then i want to speak but it's like no deal you have to let the other person speak no one cares about all the random shit you want to talk about all the time or so it's like slowing yourself down to be like hang on what does this how can i make sure this person's also having an enjoyable conversation not because you want to get something out of it but just because it's like hey i want to make sure i want to like get along with every it's like you like you love trying to make someone a random person laugh like the person giving you serving you coffee so it's like okay how do i make sure we both have an enjoyable interaction why don't i ask about like what this person's doing and then the first
1: but that that's like an ego thing for me because when they laugh i
0: go yes I am funny. Yeah, you get so upset if people don't say hi back, right? If you're yeah, hiking or, or something and don't... everyone's like, hi, 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 and someone doesn't say it.
1: Yeah, that. Or if someone doesn't wave back on a boat.
0: On <laughs> a boat?
1: like, yeah, you know when you go past a boat, you wave at it and then they always wave back.
0: <laughs> mm, I didn't know that was a rule necessarily.
1: Uh, I don't think it's a rule, but anyway. Um,
0: what, a boat down yeah, the yard. So, uh,
1: yeah, definitely a boat. The smaller the distance between you and the other boat, all the more reason to wave.
0: Okay. So you get upset about that?
1: Not upset. I just go, well, far out. Like, you know, life is short. Be happy. Wave back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so it's, a similar, hard, so it's a similar thing. It's like writing a book. If someone wrote a book, how to get people to wave back. It's like the same vibe. Okay, here's the one.
1: But then all of the rules were like manipulate them, so they have to wave back.
0: <laughs> no, they're not. It's just like, yeah, sorry, to finish my sentence, it's like you start talking to someone and then you find out what they're interested in because they might tell yeah. you like, oh, like I went. Yeah, I rode my horse on the weekend or something. I'm just thinking of one girl I used to work with who was obsessed with horses. Um, so then it's like, oh, guess how, if I run into her, how can we have a pleasant interaction? Why don't I ask her about yeah. her horses? Like, I don't know anything about dressage or whatever, but it's like, I know she'll want to talk about it. And then it's like, that person's having a positive experience. And then it makes you feel happier because it's like, it's not, it doesn't have to be like super manipulative. But And then it's no. then it's just, like, a volume game, right? Like, if you're generally having positive interactions with people, well, one, you feel happier, but also when the time comes when you do actually need something or, like, need a favour or need, like, an introduction or something, it's like, well, yeah, people are more likely to help you. But it's, like, a long-run thing. I don't think it should be, like... I'm going to pinpoint this person to make them like me because that just doesn't work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. True. Anyway, the talking course that you're doing.
0: Oh, yeah. Wait, no. So here's the Warren Buffett one, uh, uh, the article in the FT, that he, when he was at Columbia, he, wait. Wait. Is this true? Apparently, in his office in Nebraska, he displays only one certificate of his education and it's for completing the Dale Carnegie course in effective speaking, leadership, training and the art of winning friends and influencing people, dated January 23, 1952. Interesting. I have
1: heard that. I've heard something along. I thought it was the only book he has in his office is that book. Something like, yeah, some anecdote.
0: Yeah, who knows if that's true? But this isn't the FT, so my favourite publication. Um, oh, there's a there's a HBO Do documentary about is... him.
1: Do you think the FT is too
0: anti-China? To be honest, as I said in our last episode together, I just listened to the FT news briefing, which is like a ten minute podcast. <laughs> I occasionally, if I don't have anything to do at work, I'll just have the FT, like, open. (laughs) So it...
1: No, but you can, if you have the phone app, you can just listen to the articles. It's like audiobook. This AI voice just reads out the article for you.
0: Yeah. Maybe I should read more news, but maybe not. the
1: the best part about it are the comments. The comments on the FT app, are better than like better than news dot com dot au comments.
0: I just the, I the don't the like reading comments. Get,
1: the, the arguments people get in a classic.
0: And you just yeah, well, find that, that entertaining.
1: That be, well, I find it entertaining because they're like I think because some of the people who comment they're they're quite witty, so it's it's like it's not ha ha look at those people having an argument it's like oh that's quite funny it's good good there can be good good quality humor i think but the talking course sounds good
0: um well yeah i'll be able to update you in two calls it's like two and a half hours once a week in intense that's really
1: that's really cool um well it'll be interesting to see uh the podcast like see if if things change
0: yeah well hopefully they do
1: that's what I'm doing you start, like, Talking. Are you going to use your hands more in the video or is that – isn't that a thing?
0: Yeah, but I'm less worried about that. It's more how slow I am because it's like I overthink. Like what I was saying before when I'm like, oh, my dad's voice is in my head. Hi. It's like I'm not speaking fluently enough because it's like I'm holding myself back. That's why I think the assertiveness piece – is good actually but yeah mm. so the last podcast I do I did that I have released was with um Dr. John Collins who is a nuclear physicist but and he developed the lab-grown diamond at De Beers and he was at De Beers so he I did a first episode with him and then last week we did another one because he was like I have so much more to talk about and then Anyway, so we're talking about various things, but towards the end he, again, it was just like me listening to him talk, but then towards the end he said something about how billionaires should do X, Y, and Z, and then I just, and how like energy companies are like making too much money or something, and then I was like, I, yeah, I can't not say <laughs> i can't have this stuff be said that i just so disagree with so i have to speak and then so i was just saying how i the argument of like other people should do this why i don't like that argument and how it breaks down because he's saying like the ultra wealthy and it's like yeah to 99 of the world you're the ultra wealthy it's like what you know it's just like an objective thing anyway you can listen to the podcast, but I'll, and then there was, then it was also about public companies making too much money. But I was explaining like we're invested in that because like our pension money is invested in these companies. The like how this mechanism actually works, and he was like, "Oh, I actually don't like you're the finance person. I actually don't understand like how does a pension work?" And then so we were, so I was like talking through that and explaining how this rhetoric of like whatever these companies are like taking something from us it's like that's not exactly how it works anyway but then I was I was kind of like oh my god what is this podcast now that I have to post where I'm saying all this stuff then I listened back and I was like loved I was like this is so much fun and like I really enjoy like I'm really I don't know it was like I really enjoy having those conversations and being like because then he was like oh okay, I didn't, I didn't understand that. So like, thank you. Yeah. And, and then it makes me like, did I explain that? Right. Like I want to get better at making sure I can explain stuff. And like, this is a really good feeling when someone's like angry about something, but to like help, like help all of us understand like how to solve a problem and move forward together. And it's like, this is okay. I don't think I'm explaining it right. (laughs)
1: No, you it sounds like you had a productive conversation.
0: Yeah, and it was like to Where be you, using my voice.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be really good. One of the best ever corporate training things I've been put through was at uh, NIDA in Sydney. Wow, the National Institute of Dramatic Arts. I think so. These actors basically for a day told us how to talk to people in the office and even on the phone, which was quite funny. But
0: That's great. it was really
1: good. Everyone, like everyone who was there thought it was awesome and you could see people kind of using what they'd learned in the office afterwards.
0: Amazing. Okay, I'm running, I need to run to work. But no these, are, can I just give you a teaser of some of the topics I was going to? talk about and maybe we can talk about them another time okay so pyramid schemes i do really want to talk to you about this point okay so there's pyramid schemes
1: schemes yeah
0: morally reprehensible ai with these images of women um yeah anti-semitism on twitter why would i ever take holidays ever someone who's never taken a day off i wanted to tell it you about me. sorry that doesn't make sense. like they've never taken a day off work and they don't understand really? why they would and i had an interesting conversation okay um oh stop kids being used for stock photos did you see that paper newspaper in no. australia that was like how do we stop this boy from becoming a toxic male or something and it was and just it was like a photo of
1: just a random
0: It was a stock photo. <laughs> um but then it's like people are used as like pedophile examples of pedophiles and stuff. As yeah, stock yeah. photos. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know. That's just random that's random, random thoughts I had. Pyramid <laughs> schemes, though, is the one I really want to talk about.
1: Really? Like multi level marketing.
0: Yeah, but through it's like pervasive through all these different I'm, like, seeing it everywhere in this, like, content, internet, money, Twitter world. Oh,
1: really? Interesting.
0: So I'll have to tell you about it, okay, but I really have to run.
1: Okay, no worries. Thank you very much and um, signing off.
0: Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, feel free to share it with someone. And also, um, a random 23-year-old just messaged me on Instagram and told me he found the podcast through the algorithm. So It actually does help if you review the podcast and subscribe or follow and then you get to find out about future episodes as well. Review or rate, you know what I mean. Anyway, it would truly make my day. So thank you in advance.